Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to the Finance Bible Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Oscar and I'm joined with our co-founder of the Finance Bible, Zeke. Oscar, it's getting getting locked down a bit further here in New South Wales. We've just had a few more LGAs get shut down and it's spreading to the Hunter Valley and a few other places around town. How are you getting on? Yeah, well, look, it's pretty, um, you know, it's kind of escalated quite a bit since a few weeks ago or probably a couple of months now. Time's flown uh, when, you know, Gladys locked it down for 20 odd cases and now we're almost 400. Um, <laughs> it's not, not ideal obviously, but you know, thanks to Zoom and everything, you can still kind of business as usual. Um, and this podcast has started, so I guess it's getting us something to do. And you know, the listeners or whoever's in New South Wales, Victoria as well is locked down. They've had a tough for probably almost a year and a half, two years now. But yeah, it's kind of the new norm. Everyone's adapting to it, but you just gotta, make use of it I, I guess it's not good but um, well, look, let's talk about some exciting things today mate it's good last week we got off the ground running with the with our first introduction podcast the reasoning behind the finance bible and today we're going to jump into something a bit more you know in depth and you know share some information yeah we'll go into talking about compound interest now the reason I want to do that is obviously I didn't even know but a lot of people don't know what compound interest is they just don't know. They've, they haven't really heard of it. They did a very small class on it in high school. Well, you, you learned it in maths. Yeah, that's and what I mean. back then, you're in year, with our year nine or ten, you're hating maths. Yeah, and they so don't. So no one really cares. Like, then, I, didn't, I didn't care at all about maths. Even then, it's not in terms of creating wealth or anything. Yeah, mate. So for the listeners out there who you know don't understand or haven't really heard about compound interest, do you want to give us you know a brief definition of what you think compound interest means? Compound interest, to me, uh, simply put, would be you've got money in an investment, for example, the bank, you get paid interest on that. So for example, you've got $100 invested, you get paid $10 interest, and then the next year when it comes around, you get interest on the $110 instead of the original investment. The interest compounding over time and paying you interest exactly. on interest Interest um, earned on the interest. That's exactly right. What? How would you define it? You might have a different, more simple way, or yeah, Zeke, look pretty similar. You know, definition as, as yourself um, with the interest added on the interest. Um, a good example for you know a definition is a credit card. So when people talk about compound interest, the first thing that they think of is you know you're going to be making money. But sometimes with all the listeners out there who have credit cards, I'm sure you understand the negative implications compound interest can have on everyone. So, you know, you get a credit card, you go for a little shopping spree on a Saturday afternoon, look after your girlfriend or boyfriend, buy them something nice. Um, month goes, you forget to pay your bill back. And no shit, sucks to be you, interest is added on once again. Your credit card bill has gone up and up and up. And if you don't pay this off, the interest is going to continue to go and compound. So the bill that you originally bought for your girlfriend or partner, boyfriend or whatever, that is spiraled out of control. That is compound interest. That's exactly how the banks make their money on credit cards, by the way. If you don't, if you make the minimum repayment and you don't pay off the full balance, then uh, you go down a very slippery slope. 
And in regards to credit cards, I believe we'll be doing a post specifically just on credit cards in the near future. Look, in our in our thoughts, credit cards, it's handy to have. I know, I know the thoughts and the process of it. Like you think it's, you know, you'll pay it back. Like I'm always gonna pay this back. I don't need to worry. Yeah. But it snakes up on you. The best thing to do would be to chop that bad boy up. I hate to say it, but I know everyone wants those Qantas points and everything. But you know, you gotta look after your finances in a way. And even there is ways that you can have them work for you with the Qantas points and things like that, depending on your annual fee. And if you've got automated repayments of the full repayment per month, but we'll dive into that in a later episode because compound interest can work in your best interest. And it can do the opposite and work in yeah. the bank's best interest. Look, we'll dive into our first post, um, which actually was of compound interest and the benefits of compounding. We use it as, as an example here, just a $20 per week investment um, into the NASDAQ. And you know, over the last 14 to 15 years would equate to around $29,000. Over the 14 years of your investment existing, you put in about $14,500. By that time you reach year 14, or year 14 is complete, the interest you've earned is actually more than what you originally put in Staggering. as the investment. But that can go both ways with credit cards, as mentioned before. So be careful. It's not all good news. That's exactly right. And we'll have a, we'll have a bit more of a deep dive into how interest works in home loans too. It's another episode upcoming, but for now we'll stick with this post and go through why we've shown the idea of $20 a week into the NASDAQ uh, and what effect it can have on your future. So, Look, and, and the NASDAQ is just one, you know, one example of many different places and funds you can actually invest these. Yeah, these whether it's ASX in. or NASDAQ or even in crypto, which Crypto. We can do another thing on because it, it works a little bit differently, but good old crypto conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, whether it shares property, ASX, Nasdaq, or the New York Stock Exchange, things like that, they all work very similar. Ultimately, the point of this is almost anyone can afford twenty dollars a week. I know I've got younger siblings who aren't even fifteen, and they can do that per week. So. That $20, which you don't need, or you'd probably only spend on a bit of Kentuck here and there, or a bit of GYG if you're, if you're a bit healthier, that can add up oh, to... Oh, you're on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it will add up to 30 grand almost over 14 years, just $20 a week. Yeah, it, look, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about that. Like, they say, well, they don't say, but I've got a lot of, you know, friends and people I know that... Love a good old punt on sports bet on the weekends. <laughs> Look, putting those five to ten dollar deposits each week. If you track that over a month or two months, it adds up to quite a bit of money, and you actually don't realise. If you put that into An index fund, um, and that will start compounding. Twenty years time, hello, hello, got some money. You know, you never thought of instead of just putting on the good old punt and uh, losing quite a bit of money. You know, it's uh, it's it's all about decisions. Finance and wealth is decision making so you're one decision you're one decision away really for changing your life in a way it sounds a bit cheesy but it's it's, it's true it, it is true the conversation flows through every aspect of life whether you go to the shops once a month to buy that awesome little dress that you want to buy to impress the impress impress <laughs> <laughs> who mate <laughs> no that's that's correct you know, oh, no. it does you go shopping yeah the dress or the jeans or um, the, the hat, the jewellery, whatever you're buying, that, that was a shopping example. 
your food, punting, whatever it is, alcohol, that's a big one actually. I'll touch on that as well. So it's Friday. Uh, we're all hyped up. The boys are excited. The girls are excited. We're going clubbing. You go to the liquor shop. You COVID, know, you, COVID free world. Obviously. COVID free world. Yeah, not not today, unless you're kicking on at home, which you Respect probably are. Who isn't. <laughs> but you know, you might go and buy a cheeky little four pack beer or seltzer, whatever it is. That's about twenty bucks, and then you uh, head out to the town, and it's a big Friday night. You're going to send it. You have about we'll call it four or five vodka raspberries or. I don't know, what do are, what are people like to drink nowadays? I think vodka lime sodas are the way to go. Vodka lime sodas, um, skittle bombs, whatever you're on. By that point, you're at $70 a week because you've you've done your $20 four-pack. $70 in a night. Like yeah, you could, well, in, in one night. You could do minimum. this three times a week. But for anyway, argument's sake, we'll just do for the once a week? Yeah, we'll do the once a week. And you, you get on it and you have a good night. You wake up the next day. You don't feel great. You look at your bank account. We all do that. And you go, oh, what have I done? But that money, if you repeat the same habit once a week, uh, we'll call it 20 years. So you probably won't do it for 20 years. It might be from the age of 16 or well, 18 in Australia through to the age of um, 30. Over 20 years, that money invested into something like the NASDAQ would actually end up at a very large amount of money. Now, Oscar, do you know how much you would actually be contributing as a deposit, it's on the spot, but the money that you're putting in per week, what do you reckon it would add up to? Have a guess. 20 years. Uh, look, if I was doing that every every week for 20 years, I'd probably say around oh, 70K. 70K. And how much do you reckon that invested would turn into? Probably around 50, 60K, mate. So in total, maybe 120k that you would have you would have spent and missed out on with the compound interest. Potentially, potentially, potentially. So if we just invested that into the Nasdaq, in total, we're looking at about two hundred and three thousand dollars. Two hundred three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Wowee. Now, seventy-two thousand of that. So you were, you're pretty on the ball. Uh, is actually from your own pocket. That means that the other hundred and thirty k is compound interest. That's mm. the kind of effect it can have on your life. And that's just $70 a week. That's you know, just not, $70 a week. A lot of people are spending a lot more than $70 a week. Mate, I know people who will go out for lunch every day. They'll buy a nice meal, and I might be guilty of it. Buy a nice meal, uh, grab a drink with it. I know some people like to drink uh, soy lattes. <laughs> <laughs> All you soy latte drinkers out there like myself, I'm with you, I'm with you. But you buy a lunch and a soy latte every day for five days when you're at work with the crew, you're looking at another figure close to $70 a week. Yeah. So that with the going out would go to a number more like $550,000. But we don't want to scare you too much, but it's a bit of a shock. Yeah, it can have pretty drastic effects. Welcome to the conversation. We're not, you know, we're not telling them though to stop what makes you happy. If if these make you happy, you know, cheeky little drink on a weekend or shopping, do what makes you happy and enjoy your money. Like if everyone's worked hard for your money and you want to spend it, everyone everyone wants to spend their money. But just you know, think in the back of your mind the decision of where this funds could go. But yeah, as long as you're aware with everything, it's all you know, everyone could ask for. So Zeke, have you heard what the eighth wonder of the world is? It would start with a C and end with compound interest. <gasps> I've heard it all now. Um, but correct, correct. 
Albert Einstein, I'm sure everyone's aware of, he once said that the most powerful force in the universe is compound interest. I believe there's a uh, another, probably not so famous thing, but all the Futurama fans out there might know it. Do you want to touch <laughs> yeah, on that one, true. Oscar? Yeah, look, not a, not a big Futurama fan, but I did hear through a few mates who are quite into it that the main character, Fry, you know, the redhead, the redhead bloke? Yep. So he put uh, 93 cents into an account and then a thousand years later in the show he received the return of 4.3 billion dollars with a small interest rate it's a big return but look we know that's not real money (laughs) and there's not a thousand years to wait unfortunately but that is an example of you know compound interest yeah and if futurama can touch on it and understand it then hopefully we can and help convey the message that it is a good thing if used correctly or a bad thing if not used correctly, obviously. Um, well, look, I think you know, if you're wanting to save for you know, a house deposit or you know, just something, you want to buy a car, you, know, you want to buy that dress, um, you know, just something you're wanting to save for. That dress. <laughs> it comes back again. <laughs> something you want to save for. Do you recommend you know, compound interest is, is a great tool? And Compound interest is a great tool. If you, no matter what you're trying to save up for, it, it's really the best technique you can use. However, you've got to be careful with what you're investing in to get the compound interest. For example, if you're looking to buy something in 12 months time, would you put it in crypto and get compound interest? Probably not because it's extremely volatile. Would you put it in shares? Depends on the share that you put it in. Obviously, shares, a lot of people will recommend they're more of a five-year time frame as opposed to a 12-month time frame. Yeah, so blue chips as well. That's a um, another risk there. And then if you're doing something like in a, in a bank account, the point is at the moment you're getting about 1% interest anyway. So is it worth it then? Well, the answer is still yes, depending what your other options are. Do you have a preferred bank that you know who has a you know, high interest or for those members who you know, haven't really obtained a bank account yet? Personally, when I was a bit younger, I used Newcastle Permanent. They're a building society, not a standard bank. So they do offer higher interest rates, generally speaking, than actual banks. And it's the same with things like the greater or online banks like uh, I think ING. Yeah, I'm with ING. They've been quite good over over the period of time. And similar online or building society banks. However, if you're doing it for a long term thing or a large sum of money, the the return on these even if they're returning three percent is bugger all really Mm. compared to what you could get in the shares or a lot of other investment tools so it's it's nice to say it's nice to know in the back of your mind that if you have your money sitting in a savings account you will you know get compound interest but there's way better tools to use so to everyone out there do your research yourself if you do want to reach out to us, we can put you in the right path to people in the industry as we do know you know, quite a few people in this industry who can help you if you're quite unsure. That's exactly right. As you heard the disclaimer at the start, nothing we're saying is financial advice. And if you are seeking that, reach out and we can point you in the direction of a professional who can provide you with that. That said, we are quite educated and we like to have our own thoughts and ideas of what we think works and doesn't work. 
All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Next week, we've got a, another good one coming up on why leveraging is so powerful. Leveraging is basically just using more money than what you have. For example, borrowing money to leverage into, a, into an asset or investment or anything like that. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, going to be a big big week next weekend, guys. So stay tuned. And if, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button so you know you get subscribed every post we do and share this podcast around to anyone you think who might benefit from it. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. If you've got friends, family, younger siblings, even older siblings or anyone that you think could get benefit from this podcast and or us in, in general... Uh, flick them through the details, subscribe, share it around, get around it. Until then, keep budgeting, keep investing, and keep listening. Thank you, guys. Ciao. Bye.